So what was humanity like in 1844? We were going through an incredibly potent time of upheaval and change on all levels, in all corners of the world, from social aspect to scientific. Uh, there were new inventions coming into being every day. There were new ways of thinking. There were new relationships being forged among different peoples and groups within society. Really, a, a, sh a reshaping of the world was going on at that time. And indeed, the spiritual upheaval and change was also happening too. This podcast episode is about the night that started that spiritual upheaval. You will hear from four people telling the story of the night of 23 May 1844, the night known as the Declaration of the Bab. The Bab, whose name was Sayyid Ali Muhammad, was born in 1819 in Persia, a society where the light of religion had been obscured by fanaticism and contention. He proclaimed the coming of Baha'u'llah and prepared the world for the coming of a new set of religious teachings. This year in October marks a historic anniversary, the bicentenary of the birth of the Bab, the second of two bicentenaries of the twin founders of the Baha'i Faith. In that light, the Baha'i World News Service is looking at the salient historical moments in the life of the Bab and how they connect with the world today. In this episode, we will hear about how the heroism and sacrifice associated with the Bab's declaration relates to the world today. The Universal House of Justice has written about how the world today relates to the world of 1844. Though separated from our time by two centuries, the society in which the Bab appeared resembles the present-day world for the sense of oppression and for the longing of so many to find answers to slake the soul's thirst to know. We can see that in that time, there was a lot of prejudice. There was a lot of oppression. Also at this time, we can see all these elements present in society. So we can do many things that are related to what the early believers did. They had a lot of courage. They had a lot of love also towards their fellow men. They had a lot of uh, eagerness to be able to contribute in different ways possible. So now also we have this same responsibility to be able to look at society, to see what is happening, and also identify ways to be able to contribute. In Persia, in the mid-1800s, the light of religion had been obscured by fanaticism and contention. Having seen this, a religious teacher named Sheikh Ahmad appealed to society to overcome this prejudice and this ignorance and to search for a new manifestation of God. He attracted many pure-hearted souls to his teachings and told them to scatter far and wide and dedicate themselves to finding this new manifestation of God. Among these followers was a man named Mullah Hussein. So Mullah Hussein didn't know how to begin his search. He didn't know where to go. So he went to a mosque and he fasted for 40 days and he was in deep prayer for that time. And eventually he set out on the journey with his nephew and his brother to try to find this promised one. Mullah Hussein also was feeling in his heart that it was the time to find that 
promise, man. That's why he prayed so much and that's why he dedicated so much of his time and, and also traveled for such a long time to be able to find the promise, man. They really didn't know where they were going. They were just following a trail and following their hearts. Eventually, they arrived outside the city of Shiraz. Shiraz is a very famous city in Iran, and it's known for its beautiful architecture, uh, its wonderful roses and trees and gardens, and um, it's got a lot of cultural history. And, of course, the three men were very um, pleased to be arriving at this beautiful city, but Mullah Hussein particularly was desiring to know what he might find in that city. And they had been prompted by their hearts to, to go there. So when they arrived just outside the gates of the city, he wanted some time alone to really pray and prepare himself to enter the city and to really beg God to be guided. And Mullah Hussein said to his brother and nephew, um, who were very tired and hungry, you go on into the city and you find an inn for us to stay and rest at. And I'll trail behind. Uh, I want to stay out here for a while and say some prayers before I go into the city. So he, Mullah Hussein was pacing outside the city alone, and a youth approaches him. The face of the youth was radiant. This man's name was Sayyid Ali Muhammad. He invited Mullah Hussein to come to his home and refresh himself after the long journey. Mullah Hussein had mentioned that his two companions were waiting for him in the mosque, and the young man said, Commit them to the care of God. He will surely protect and watch over them. He, after a long journey, he was very tired. He was very tired, so he found this man who invited him to his house, and um, he was very surprised. But uh, at the same time, he was uh, with this quest of looking for the promised one. So he went to uh, this man's house, and he engaged in conversation. Ali Muhammad washed Mullah Hussein's hands and feet. In Persian culture, this is a sign of great humility and hospitality. He offered him a refreshing beverage and prepared him hot tea as Mullah Hussein had been traveling for some time and he needed to relax and refresh himself. Khadijah, the wife of Sayyid Ali Muhammad, was also there that night. As she recalled, she said it was an extraordinary night and she was overtaken with joy. Sayyid Ali Muhammad had told her that he was going to be entertaining a guest and his whole being was ablaze. He had asked her to leave him and his guest alone and go to bed early. She said okay, but then she stayed awake listening to their conversation from another room. After speaking for some time, uh, Sayyid Ali Muhammad tells Mullah Hussein that he is the messenger of God that he has been searching for. But Mullah Hussein tells him that for him to accept that he's the messenger of God, he has two conditions. The first one is that he will unravel the mysteries written in a treatise he had written some time ago. And the second one will be that he will ask this person to reveal a commentary on the Surah of Jose in a unique style and language. So Mullah Hussein was feeling really at this point, whoa, this, this person could well be who I'm looking for. And then Sayyid Ali Muhammad said, and now is the time to reveal a commentary on the Surah of Joseph. 
So at this point, Mullah Hussein knew that the person that he was speaking to was the promised one. And Sayyid Ali Muhammad said, I am that one. I am the Bab, which means in English, the gate. And Mullah Hussein accepted this. At this time, it was exactly two hours and 11 minutes past sunset. Today, all around the world, the celebration of the birth of this new faith happens at that moment. The conversation that took place that night is the origin of everything that Baha'is are doing around the world. When we think about efforts of community building, of the activities that are happening, the projects of social action, participating in discourses of society, and all the other things that we are involved at this specific moment started in that time. So, because we know the Bab came to restructure society, to, to have a reformation, a spiritual reformation. He sought to raise the status of women. He gave attention to the, uh, to the poor. He founded a new religion, and most importantly, he proclaimed that another new religion was coming. So all the early followers uh, were demonstrating a deep longing for answers of the question of their souls. Even Mullah Hussein had the same feeling, the same feeling that he had to, this longing to be satisfied. Imagine what it must have been like to be the first person to recognize a manifestation of God. Mullah Hussein describes how he felt that night. He was excited. He had a feeling of awe and wonderment. He felt joyful. All these feelings stirred the depths of his soul. He felt so possessed with courage and power. He wanted to tell every single person that he came across. He was so excited, but he couldn't. The Bab had told him to wait, and the reason why he told him to wait was because he said that there were 17 other people which would very soon find him, but they had to find him of their own accord. Yeah, the majority of them met him in his house in Shiraz, except a woman uh, whose name was Tahiri. Uh, she was a remarkable poet and scholar. She accepted the Bab without even meeting him. She gave a letter to her sister's husband, sealed, and she told him to deliver that to the Bab. So if we think about this state of search, it seems that many people in today's world are in this similar state. More and more people have a strong desire to let go of the past, to try to overcome and cleanse society of corruption and um, superstition and disunity and all of these negative forces. And they want to discover something new and embrace the future. You were listening to a podcast episode about the Declaration of the Bab, which happened on the night of 23 May, 1844, 175 years ago. People around the world will be commemorating this special day this year from sundown on the 23rd to sundown on the 24th. For more information and more podcasts, visit news.bahai.org.